Hi everyone, thanks for tuning into Notes of Design. This episode is special to us. It was recorded back in August and it was uh, scheduled up to launch in November. This episode is tribute to Pradeep Nayar who was a thoughtful leader and a great mentor. He helped thousands of designers and mentored and inspired them. Prayers and fond memories are what we have to remember. Our dearly departed, my most heartfelt condolences. Hi Pradeep, welcome to Notes of Design. It's a pleasure hosting you today on our show. Hi Tej, I'm really excited to be here. So thank you for having me. So Pradeep, how's your day going? Uh, day is going pretty good. It's the weekend and it's uh, right after my son's birthday. So I'm a little exhausted, but I can't complain. It's a weekend. That's great, Pradeep. So if you could give a brief about yourself to our audience out there. Absolutely. So um, I have been somebody that's been working in the tech industry for a little over two decades and kind of make myself sound really old right now when I say that. But um, I'm somebody who has uh, transitioned from being you know, more of a developer to a designer. And now I'm a little bit of a designer uh, that's now overseeing both design and product. So I'm somebody who is, I would say, fortunate enough to go from an individual contributor role to a leader role to a leader of leader role. And um, I've had also the opportunity to work in organizations that were pretty much scaling design or starting to think about design differently. And um, a few times I've had the chance to um, start a practice or grow a practice um, and scale it um, across an enterprise. I've also had the opportunity to move between uh, different um, industries. So I've, I've started my work life in the media industry and then moved over to B2B e-commerce, to insurance, and now I'm in hospitality. So I've worked in-house for the most part, but I've had the opportunity to work in different domains. Honestly, I just, I think caveated, I would say like I've just been lucky being at the right place at the right time. And today I'm uh, the VP of Global Product Design and uh, Product Management at Hyatt Hotels, which is headquartered in Chicago. It is kind of a tough time to be in hospitality, but um, I think what's interesting is there's a lot of lot of great challenges and it's a good time to be there because there's an opportunity to reinvent the wheel and really rethink hospitality in some of these challenging times. So that's a little bit about me. Thank you so much, Pradeep. So what was your journey into design and how did you start? What are your tips to the beginners that you want to suggest? Sure. Um, you know, it's interesting. Everybody has a different journey into design and um, mine's different, but may not be completely unique. I, I always joke, I tell people I was classically trained as an engineer. Um, and um, and then eventually I realized my true passion was in design. You know, as, as an engineer, I, I basically, uh, and I say classically trained, I was somebody that had a bachelor's and master's in computer science. And um, after working as a developer, once I had a colleague that dropped a book on my table saying, hey, I think you would like this. You should read this. And the book was um, Don't Make Me Think by Stephen Krug. And, you know, I remember reading that book. And from the time I picked the book till the time I finished it, um, I was hooked, right? I realized this is the kind of work that I want to do. And this was the early days of um, UX or user experience where it was more called usability. Um, from then on, I never turned back. You know, it did a lot of reading on my own, self-taught myself. Um, as a developer, I transitioned more from, you know, going from um, mid-level, mid mid-tier development in the form of Java development to more front-end development with JavaScript. Um, JavaScript was slowly becoming the rage when I started um, kind of transitioning over to JavaScript in the kind of the mid-2000s. And, uh, you know, I always was more interested in how people used what I built versus how pretty my code looked. And I always knew I was different. But reading that book basically pivoted my trajectory of what I wanted to focus on. 
So from there, I, I really transitioned over to front-end development, um, started incorporating a lot more you know, usability testing, paper prototyping, wizard of OS testing in my work. But I, I was self-taught. And what's interesting is I was in a company at that time that was going through um, a transformation. And I had the opportunity to convince a lot of executives to um, really think about usability and user experience differently. And I did a lot of pitches and selling to um, higher level higher level executives to then convince them to start a UX practice and I was one of the first five people that were put together in a UX team. There were two information architects. I was one of them and there were three visual designers. And so that was my kind of foray into UX. I transitioned from development to UX. And uh, from then on, like I never turned back, right? I um, was part of the team. A few managers later, they let me run the team. And, you know, from then on, I, I just never turned back. But it's it's really something that um, I've been passionate about. And, I've, and it's been something that um, gets me excited all the time. For somebody that's new to just design UX, whatever you want to call it, I mean, some some advice I would follow, I would I would have is one is be focused on what you're passionate on. Um, follow your passion. Uh, I mean, you could use me as an example. I I was a developer and I and I transitioned to UX and I was passionate about it. And so you know, if you follow your passion, like I think work doesn't feel like work. It just feels like it just feels like life. The other thing I would say is like you know, there's no substitute for hard work, right? And What's interesting is if you're working on something that you're passionate about, hard work doesn't seem like hard work. It just seems like living. And um, more advice I would think of is when you start um, something new and you see a lot of obstacles in front of you, like take it one step at a time. Don't assume that um, it's going to be easy, but don't assume it's going to be too difficult to achieve and just take it one step at a time. And, you know, a lot of what I've done um, throughout my career has happened that way. And, and a few other things is, you know, when I think about um, starting your career, it's so important to build your network and to grow it. So as you kind of evolve in your career, don't forget to, um, you know, build on those bridges, maintain those connections. All of those things are actually going to get help you in the future. And it's helped me in the, in, in, the, in the past too, where, you know, people that I knew, people I work with, actually were the ones that helped me find other opportunities. And lastly, I'd say like never stop learning. It's, you know, there's so much to learn. I don't think there's enough time in the day to learn everything that's out there. But having a mindset, having a growth mindset where you want to learn and want to continue to grow is only the only thing that's going to keep us um, moving forward um, in the industry today. The UX community today is not what it was five years ago. And I don't think it's going to be the same five years from now. And having a mindset of continuously learning is very, very, very important. Thank you so much, Pradeep, for taking us through your wonderful journey and giving us such great word of advice. So let's begin our episode with designing for omnichannel experiences. So what exactly is omnichannel experience design and why do we need to design for omnichannels? That's a good question. I think it's omnichannel design has a lot of definitions. What I like to do is maybe define it in a way that... Uh, makes sense for me. And the way I think about it is omni-channel design is really about building a seamless customer experience where the customer, user, guest, whatever you want to call that person or the human does not have to repeat themselves twice. And, and that's one way that I've found it um, interesting to have conversations about omni-channel experiences because people assume that omni-channel experiences mean that you have features and functionality on every channel. And that's not exactly omni-channel experiences. It's really about making sure you have a cohesive journey across the different mediums a customer can interact with with your brand. You know, a customer doesn't really think about 
you as individual mediums, they don't, they may not even know that your possibly your mobile team is different from your app team is different from your customer service team. They look at all of them and think of them as part of a company. And for, for a customer, they're just interacting with a brand or a company. So it's so important to think about how do you make that journey contextual? But more importantly, like how do you make sure that you don't have the customer repeat themselves twice? And that's not a very simple thing to do. Um, and it's something that um, a lot of companies are struggling with, but I would say like not a lot of companies have got it right yet. And it's always something that you want to strive for. Thank you so much, Pradeep. So basically, what's the process or approach you follow while designing for these omnichannel experiences, keeping in the mind of, you know, the seamlessness among the different uh, aspects and how do you differentiate omnichannel from multi-channel experiences? Sure. You know, if you look at the fundamentals of it, you know, when you think about the design process, the design process is fundamentally the same right? What the nuances are going to be around what you want to actually focus on and what tools do you want to um, overemphasize. Let me start by talking about a few challenges when we think about omni-channel experiences. Um, the first thing is around, you know, the optimization of the org design. And, and that's something that a lot of companies struggle with, where the organization is designed in a way that doesn't support an omni-channel experience, right? Because you might have functional silos, um, you might have a web team and an app team and the call center team all reporting up to different leaders. That makes it hard to do things. So there's a need for um, organizations to take a very cross-functional approach to thinking about the omni-channel experience. Um, and you want to make sure you're learning a lot from the expert, experts in the company along with learning from the guests and the customers. So one of the ways to solve for that is really think about how a team structured, how are these multi uh, multidisciplinary teams going to work together. And really, it's about making sure your teams are structured based on a customer journey. And that's something I've seen work really well when you have teams broken out based on the customer journey as the general scaffolding of how the teams need to think about the overall customer journey. You have individual multidisciplinary teams going deep in different parts of the journey. And that's one thing that I've seen work really well because then everybody's thinking about what the customers is thinking, feeling, and doing. So that's that's definitely a, a key challenge, but it, there's opportunities to solve it by looking at the ways in which the teams are actually structured and, and formed. Kind of related to that, I would say it's so important for these multidisciplinary teams to think about stakeholders and really um, build out what's you know what a lot of us know are stakeholder maps. And it's not an org structure; it's really a stakeholder map to understand what is impacting that portion of the journey of the of the guest and who are the people within the organization that need to be involved. Um, either informed or heavily influence uh, what we actually build. And so that is a key part. To, uh, org design is a key part to thinking about the you know, omni-channel experience. The other part to omni-channel experience is really around, you know, the challenge in a lot, lot of our organizations is some of the systems are not always interconnected or talking to each other. Um, it's possible some of the core systems are very old and, you know, are um, antiquated. Um, but at the same time, you know, those, are, those systems are fundamental to the business of the organization. But it's also possible they're parts of the, of the overall um, architecture that is brand new and is working on a cloud infrastructure. And how do all of these interact with each other and talk to each other is going to impact what the customer experience is going to be. So one of the nice things I've seen work really well, especially when you 
have challenges of multiple systems within an enterprise that need to work, you know, like an orchestra, like just needs to come together is by leveraging the customer journey map, but doing um, what I would consider like the backstage side of customer journey map. And that is really a service blueprint. So doing service blueprints is a good way to really understand what are the systems and things that are underneath the covers that really need to orchestrate the experience the customers are having. So that's that's the other thing that I've seen is, is very useful when you think about um, systems and interconnectivity. I'm sure you're going to leverage your engineering and your development leaders and partners to figure out all the nuts and bolts, but that's the power of the cross-functional collaboration of designers, engineers, product product managers coming together and working through problems. And then the third thing I would say when you think about omnichannel experience is how do we make sure organization alignment is happening across goals and initiatives? It's very typical where you have different parts of the organizations that are siloed and have different goals that are competing with each other. It is super important to make sure that the leaders are aligned on shared goals and make sure that there are situations where when there are competing goals that um, members of the team roll up to the leaders and make sure the leaders can actually sort out priority of what needs to be done when and how. So a lot of what I'm telling you isn't really about the design process. A lot of it is really about system um, things that are getting in the way. A lot of it is really about org design that's getting in the way. But all that can be managed by using tools that we as designers use all the time, whether it's stakeholder maps, journey maps, service blueprints. Um, These are all things that can help us do that and and make sure that everyone's thinking about the end customer experience. Thank you so much, Pradeep. What are the few examples in the modern industry that you can point out to that is like, you know, properly implementation of omni-channel design strategy to help us make a better understanding towards it? Well, you know, I think I mentioned it earlier, but, you know, there are not a lot of companies that are doing it extremely well. But I, in my experience, I think the one company I experienced this firsthand um, being a customer is Disney. And if you see like Disney and if you go through the overall experience of staying at a Disney property, using the magic band, um, you know, um, getting your bags checked in all the way to the, that gets to your room. Um, and then coming back, you know, you just end up just having to check in your bags from the hotel, but you don't have to even go to your check-in counter in your airport and you come back home. And, you know, a few weeks later, you get a, a hand-drawn uh, caricature of Mickey Mouse, right? They've really taken all the steps. Of, and this is like this, all, of, all of what I talked about is just the journey of going to a park or going to a Disney property and then coming back, right? I'm not even talking about the experience you, you feel when you actually go into a park and what each of the rides their experience tends to be. And I've noticed with companies that over-index and focus on all aspects of the service design, um, they are the ones that are the most um, successful. But it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of um, coordination. And Disney is the only example I can think of at the top of my head of um, a company that has really taken the effort to uh, to really service design their their overall experience and think about the omni-channel experience. And they're not perfect, by the way, right? Um, and But but I've seen them as being a, a good example. Now, there are a lot of hospitals too that, that look at opportunities to think about um, omni-channel experiences. But in a lot of industries where we want to make sure we have a true omni-channel experience, where there's a lot more of a challenge of making sure that the interaction between the guest and the overall company is seamless, but there's so many touch points and a lot of times there's a lot of complexity underneath the system. So I think it's a um, something that a lot of organizations continue to strive for, but I think it's the right thing to do. 
um, considering how customers operate and, and function. Thank you so much, Pradeep. So on a concluding note, I would love you to recommend us three favorite books of yours and also three people who inspire you the most in this domain. <laughs> um, three is going to be hard, but I will give you three and then we'll see if I'm, I might give you a few bonus just to, just to add more to it. When it comes to um, omni-channel experiences, um, you know, the, the book that comes to mind that's almost, I would say, is always on my desk and is more of a reference book that I use all the time. It is, uh, this is Service Design Doing. Um, there are four authors that write that wrote that book, but um, the person I would like to call out is Mark Stickdorn, somebody I know personally and have had the pleasure of working with um, closely. Um, so that's a great book um, if you're really getting into omni-channel experiences and thinking about journeys. Um, this is Service Design Doing is a great book. Um, a few other books that are top of mind, I would say, is um, Inspired, um, How to Create uh, Tech Products Customers, Customers Love by Marty Kagan. That is another one that I would recommend, especially those that are um, getting into digital product, digital product design. It is really good to to understand like how to think about building digital products in, in the new age. And it's music to a lot of people because it is written for product folks, but it talks a lot about like, product discovery, things that UX folks do all the time. But it's it's a great book to get uh, cross-functional teams more aligned to uh, what we should be doing. And the third book, I would say, um, is more in the spirit of um, working in an agile environment and making sure we're, we're being user-centered still. Um, it is uh, user, user story mapping. So discovering the whole story um, to build the right product, I think, is, an, is the full title. It's by Jeff Patton. Um, another great book um, to help you really dissect how do you write stories, but more focused around um, aligning aligning the team around building the right product. Um, great. Uh, beyond these three great books, I would say like um, the authors of these books are these books are also very inspiring. So Marty Kagan has a lot of good uh, material out there. He blog he posts a lot of blogs, and those are those are always fun to read. Uh, Jeff Patton is an amazing um, thought leader um, in the product and agile space. That's always got. Um, insightful things to to share. And if you ever get the uh, opportunity to take one of his classes, those are great. Um, you know, somebody who's been in the industry for a while, I always find like I learned something new every time I listen to him talk. Um, and then a few other leaders, just, just to throw out um, some leaders that I think would um, would I consider um, inspirational and more on the leadership side, I would say um, Simon Sinek is is one that I'm a big fan of. Um, Adam Grant does a lot of uh, has a lot of good work out there. He's written a lot of great books, but I think his podcast um, Work Life is is pretty awesome. And then um, Barry O'Reilly is another person I'm a big fan of um, with all the work he talks about uh, digital transformation. Again, somebody that I've had a pleasure of working closely with. But there's so much out there. I think there's no shortage of inspiring thought leaders, no shortage of books, and no shortage of podcasts that um, people can listen to today. Um, but those are just a few. Thank you so much, Pradeep, for your wonderful time. And we are looking forward to host you again in our upcoming episodes. Thank you so much, Sej. Uh, more than happy to be part of the community and help in any way. Um, and, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my story.